Hi. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. <laughs> I had Your a little voice, voice crack. a little at the end. Whoopsie. I'm going through um, puberty. Speaking of puberty, um, I just saw the movie Eighth Grade. And Corinne, it is amazing. Every it single person. so good. Everyone should go see this movie because regardless of like if you were bullied or not in middle school, you can relate to this movie 100%. I cried. I laughed. It was like uncomfortable. And is it, it in the theaters right now? Is yeah, that where you saw it? It's in theaters okay. now. It is so good. And then there were also these like younger girls sitting in front of Nick and I when we were there and we're like, we were just like watching them watch the movie and they're like, do we, do they, do we think that they like are going through this? Does this apply to them? How do they feel about it? Aww. Oh, this is going to make me sad. Yeah. I mean, Nick and I had a long conversation afterwards and we were like, Nick didn't believe that girls were that mean in middle school. And then I went on what? and told him like tons and tons of stories about how girls were awful. Awful. Horrible. Like I had, I had these three girls they were the worst and they made my best friend my best friend of all time come up to me and tell me that i was cool but the like constipated overweight out of style loser cool and then she like stopped being friends with me because she like the cool kids were friends with her and then so every time she would see me she'd be like hey sabrina you're so cool haha <laughs> not the cool way but the cool like constipated overweight out of style loser way well that's mean it's so mean and I really did think I was the normal cool. You were the normal cool. No, Bullying just—it's horrible. I was bullied hardcore in middle school. I know to the point where like the school and the police actually got involved. The police? Yeah. Well, yeah, they were like telling me to kill myself and stuff <gasps> like that. But I think it's just because I got boobs first, so everyone was they were jealous. jealous. They wanted your. Boobs. I survived definitely because my mom was a therapist and so she recognized everything immediately that's like that's very lucky i mean mm -hmm. i know because there are a lot of people who don't recognize it i know it was horrible i actually don't remember a lot of it like i i, I think i've mentioned this before but i blocked out a lot of memories from that time yeah. like my mom sometimes will mention things here and there and i'll have no idea no what idea. she's talking about because it's easier for your mind to forget it yeah, I don't really remember sixth or seventh grade. Um, <laughs> uh, this movie might reawaken some memories, so it might be a little bit triggering because oh. I left that movie being like, holy shit, there are all these things that I forgot about. And I'm already getting emo. I'm not going to be able to watch that. <laughs> I like cannot handle bullying movies. Like, what was that Robert Pattinson movie? He His dad works in one of the Twin Towers you live in oh. New York, and his younger sister gets bullied at a sleepover, and it oh. broke me. I don't know if I know that one. I think I was thinking a different of a different. Oh, one. it's called "Remember Me." I don't think I. Oh, I don't remember the. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember "Remember Me"? Yeah, weird, right? We'll add that one to your list okay. if if you can handle being ripped into a million pieces emotionally. I'm already in an emotional place in my life. <laughs> I'm emotional today. I'm freaking cranky and angry and mad because I'm starving. That's why you're emotional? Yes. I Today, this is pathetic that it affects me this much, but today is day one on my like week and a half, two weeks of trying to not 
have any meat. You're joining the vegetarian club? No, no, no. Oh. I'm just temporarily doing it. But yeah, so for a week and a half, you're going to be vegetarian. Yeah, for a week and a half, I'm going to, I'm literally withering away. Like my (laughs) stomach, I'm I'm just aware of it. It's a constant pain right now. You just have to find substitutes for meat, like tofu. I could sleep and bathe and make out with tofu. It's so good. I like tofu, but you have to marinate it and cook it in such a specific way for it to like actually be delicious. See, I disagree. And maybe it's just because I've been eating it my whole life, but I could just give me a block of tofu and I will eat it raw. This is giving me flashbacks to watching Parks and Recreation where Chris and Ron go do a burger cook-off, but Chris <laughs> is all like vegan vegetarian and he makes this fancy ass burger and then everyone tries the two, the like real burger and the fake burger. So finally, Chris tries the regular burger because everyone's voting for the regular burger instead mm-hmm. of the fake burger. And Chris was like, oh shit, I forgot how amazing meat is. <laughs> and so not to... Not to say that anything bad about your tofu, but yeah, you might don't. not be remembering the flavors of of meat. But Corinne, I've never had meat. I was raised vegetarian, so I don't know what I'm missing. And I am okay with that. Right. Sometimes it's better to never know. I mean, yeah. I don't disagree. Like, I wish that I was a vegetarian. You'll, well, I don't you'll, wish. You're going to feel that for the next week and a half. And that's... I'm already miserable. <laughs> For the purposes of like animals living and surviving and having good lives, then yes, I agree with vegetarianism, but I myself don't think I can do it. You love a good piece of meat. I live for meat, but I'm trying to live more for vegetables right now. Corinne, you live for meat and I live for tofu. And we both live for ghosts. We both live for ghosts. Which is why we're here. To talk about ghosts, but really just to read your ghost stories that you experienced yourself. Yeah, because this is an Encounters episode. Encounters. Encounters. Okay, this is from Catherine, and the subject line is my son Jack and his older brother. Hey ladies, love the podcast. Keep up the spooky work. Here's a story involving my oldest son Jack and his, in quotes, older brother. When Jack was almost four, we were in the process of moving and also welcomed another baby boy, Harrison, to our family. Very soon after Harrison's arrival, my husband, Aaron, had to go out of town for about a week for a business conference. So it was just me and my two boys at home. One morning, as we were all snuggling in bed together reading books, Jack said, tell me about my older brother. Assuming he was confused since this brother thing was pretty new to him, I said, Harrison is your younger brother. You're the older brother. What would you like? What story would you like to hear? Being the stubborn child he is, he said, no, I want to hear about my older brother. Well, you don't have an older brother. It's just you and Harrison, I said. To which he replied, yes, I do. His name is Breck. He plays with me every night in my room. He's the T-Rex and I'm the Velociraptor. Oh, no. Oh, no. At this point, I'm thinking, fuck. Of course, Aaron is out of town. So I calmly say, oh yeah, and what does Breck look like? Is he pretend? No, he's an adult with dark hair. Thoroughly freaked out, I told Jack I didn't know any stories about Breck and quickly turned on Sesame Street to to distract him. Thank God for Elmo. Hmm. 
Later that evening, I took the boys to my in-laws for dinner. I told my in-laws what happened that morning, and they asked Jack to tell him about Breck. He told them the same exact thing. My father-in-law asked where Breck lived, and Jack said, He's in the woods. He sits and sits and sits, and he's just waiting. Oh, what's he waiting for? Me and Harrison. He wants to meet you, too. Nope. Nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> in the woods? <laughs> The topic of Breck came up frequently in our house. Jack would ask if he knew his older brother. We would ask questions about him, and the details never once changed. I googled the name Breck, since I never heard it before Jack, and it's an old Gaelic name meaning freckled. When it was time for us to move, I told Breck he could stay at the old house if he wanted, but he was not welcome at the new house. Well, the stories and questions stopped once we settled into the new house. It's been about a year and a half. Two to three weeks ago, I asked Jack if he remembered Breck, and he said, Who's Breck? Oh, you mean my brother Breck. He's lost. He hasn't come back. He's lost. And dead. (laughs) (laughs) And dead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Scary Uh, child. I know. Here's another quick one. This happened to my mom when I was in grade school. My mom had inherited her great aunt Nita's cookbook. This was your basic 1950s Betty Crocker cookbook, but aunt Nita wrote her own personal recipes in the margins and inside the covers. She was a great cook, so those recipes were gold. We had just built a house and my mom wanted to make aunt Nita's barbecue for the housewarming party. The only problem was the book was somewhere in the sea of boxes yet to be unpacked. My mom sat down defeated and said, aunt Nita, I could use some help. My mom reached into a random box in front of her and literally sitting on top was the cookbook. I have quite a few other stories that I will send another time. Thanks for the hours of entertainment. See you on the other side, Catherine. I love that the (laughs) aunt is still looking out for her relatives, still trying to feed everyone and keep everyone happy. Food brings the family together. It does. Whether it's meat or tofu. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We all have a seat at the table. Yes. Um, But can we talk about Breck? (laughs) <laughs> we need to talk about how Jack knew that Breck was dead and still was trying to hang out with him. <laughs> because I think young kids don't totally understand the the concept of death. Like, Breck could have told Jack that he was dead, but Jack could have been like, oh, but I see you, so you're still here, you know? Right. It doesn't feel so final to them because right. young children are much more susceptible to dead people dead people i see <laughs> seeing people. dead people <laughs> i just want to know who breck is and what his intentions were and um why were those intentions involving meeting them in the woods yeah that's the weird part like okay so he seemed like he was kind of an older brother figure mm-hmm. or did he tell jack that he was an older brother trying to pose as the older brother yeah And they were playing T-Rex and Velociraptor. So, like, part of me is like, okay, well, he was friendly. Maybe this was a past life, like, a different soul. Right. But I don't know. Something weird about being like, I'm going to wait for you in the woods and bring your family. Right. Like, we want to, I want to meet Harrison and the rest of the family. Like, I mean, my only thing is that, like, truthfully, I was like, I wonder if, you know, you hear stories of women who have had, like, uh, um, miscarriages and like the they gr- still grow up with that but I don't think right. that was the story like at all like I don't think there's a concept of an older brother right I don't think sh- yeah they didn't make that connection right 
And that's what I was expecting the whole time I was reading it. But nope, it was just a complete stranger ghost in the woods. So maybe it's connected to the house. And it was like a young boy soul who passed away that just felt like it was Jack's brother. Right. And I mean, he did say that he was an adult, but to young kids, especially a four-year-old, if someone's 13, 14, Mm -hmm. that that 13-year-old is going to seem like an adult to the four-year-old. Right. So who knows how old Breck actually is. I know. (sighs) So freaky. And do you think the new tenants of the house see Breck? Maybe if they have a child. I just hope it's I hope Breck has good intentions. We like ghosts who are nice and aren't trying to, uh, I don't know, lure children away into the woods for bad, terrible reasons. And lure the family, too. It's like, well, what what would you have done with the family? So many questions, but they Breck were, is you out know of what? our lives. Breck just wanted to have a family picnic with Aunt Nita's cookbook out in the woods. Mm, I have problems <laughs> with that. <laughs> I'm just trying to be positive here. I am. I'm not. I'm not going there with you. It's because I'm, you have not eaten any meat. I haven't eaten any meat, so I'm extremely suspicious of everyone and their intentions. I You're always suspicious think. of everyone and their intentions, though. True. I have a story of a well-intentioned oh, okay. spirit. Okay. Hey, Corinne and Sabrina. This is my second story I'm sending in, and I'm sure you girls have seen the story on the Facebook group. Oh, yes. I remember that. She did post it on Facebook because I remember when I responded the second time, I was like, whoa, I thought this was a glitch for a second because <laughs> you'd read it before. I was like, I swear I've seen this. First, I want to say that there is a picture attached that makes the story make a little more sense. In the photo, my grandpa is the man sitting on the back of the right on the back right of the car. The picture is my grandpa with two of his friends before being shipped to a Japanese island in World War II. When his group took this island, my grandpa was the only one that survived, but when I saw this picture, I told my brother and sister that I know these men and that I saw them in grandma and grandpa's house. What? Two of my brothers and my sister had seen the men too. What? When I saw the two men, I saw one of them with my grandpa while he was outside working on the yard and the other man was sitting on my grandpa's chair a few times. (sighs) My sister and one of my brothers also saw them in the same situation, but my oldest brother had the most interactions with one of the men. We all lived in my grandparents' house, but he lived there in his early 20s, and one night he came home from a party pretty late. He went into the kitchen to make food, and he saw the tall man in the picture in the backyard. Oh my gosh. He invited the man in, thinking he was friends with my grandpa, made him food, and talked to him for a few hours. When he woke up in the morning, the sandwich he made for the man was still on the table. We sadly sold the house two years ago after my grandma passed, but my grandpa's friends left when my grandpa passed away in 2012. Mm. Also, as a bonus story for you girls, this one is a bit sad, sweet, and short. Recently, my brother passed fighting the fires in L.A., and I lost a friend to depression. Your Your podcast has been a big light in my life through the grief. Anyways, I guess my grandma noticed I was having a rough time because she stopped for a visit for about a week. I've never met this grandma. She passed away when Sabrina's crying. (laughs) I told you I was in an emotional place. (laughs) (laughs) I never met this grandma. She passed away when my mom was three. My first interaction with her was when I was laying in bed and she called my name, but she scared me. And so she didn't try to talk to me for a few more days. 
She then called my name again after I told my mom, and by her voice, we figured out that it was my grandma. When she left, I was singing my favorite church song, and she started singing with me. I only knew it was her because of family videos, and it left me with a lot of love and peace. Thank you for reading, girls. Lots of love, Keely. <sighs> Keely. That's so amazing. I just have to say, like, her grandparents must have been amazing people, too. Number one, like, her grandma knew when she was needed and made her right. presence known. And number two, it like, her, her grandfather's friends still wanted to spend time with him and, like, felt most comfortable with him mm-hmm. waiting for him to pass with them. And it's you know? clear that her grandpa had had made such an intense bond with these two other men so much so that they spent the rest of their afterlife with the grandpa while he was still alive right which is so beautiful and like i mean that's just anyone's goal with a friendship is like truthfully like a friendship that lasts throughout time no matter what if you're alive or dead you know it makes me wonder too in terms of the energy that was provided to these spirits, mm-hmm. do you think it has something to do with, like, do you think a spirit's ability to manifest for a long period of time has to do with the support that exists within the home? Because this this guy was outside and he walked in and had a full on yeah. like evening hangout with the living grandchild. Right. And clearly, like, Keely's brother thought he was real. Otherwise... Right, and he was in his early, he was in his early twenties. It wasn't, right? It wasn't a five-year-old seeing someone and interacting with them. This is like coming home from the bars, (laughs) and someone's in our backyard, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, it's grandpa's! Must be one of my grandparents' friends. Come on in, come on in." Having full-on conversation, evidence of that conversation when you wake up, but then you realize that the person that you were talking to wasn't actually real. Yes. I mean, it's real, but like not alive. Yeah. Right. But I mean, the question you asked whether the energy of like the connection of all those people were the reason that they were so powerful or able to fully transform. And that's like a really beautiful thought to think that the one, the power of love between these, uh, these friends and the grandpa was so strong that these spirits can manifest so uh, physically is actually like a very very beautiful thought that love is the strongest thing in the world so wild it's just so wild i love a good a good ghost story with people actually showing up and i love when people see ghosts and they don't realize that they're interacting yeah. with a ghost that's what i love it really makes believers out of those people right yeah and it makes you think a little bit harder because it's not the typical phantom shadows or like you know orbs floating by you it's like a fully formed person you think that you can reach out and touch that person yeah so interesting god ghosts are so cool (laughs) (laughs) the story you just read made me want to read another story okay ready for this Mm -hmm. this is from shelby and the subject line is Ancestry.com and an international ghost. Ooh. hmm Already pulled me in with the subject line. Yeah. We love good subject lines. We read them all, though, so don't, don't yeah, worry. Don't worry. 
We'll read it no matter what. You can say, you don't even have to do a subject line. We'll still read it. But like, it's fun, you know? Yeah. Okay. This is from Shelby. Hey, ladies, I've been thinking about how to format the story because it's pretty strange, but I'm eager to hear your thoughts. And this could be a wee bit long, so I'll just dive in. I have had experiences with the paranormal pretty much my entire life. I'm from Chicago, which is a notoriously haunted place. I mean, the city is built on its own ashes. We know all about Chicago. Yes. Yes. Uh, You have a haunted carousel there. Yeah. They have haunted everything. They have the Mothman. Come on. That's just a sure sign that weird shit's going on. Okay. From childhood, I've never really felt alone. There seems to always be some sort of presence around me, which usually just feels familiar, but sometimes not so much. Even my boyfriend, who is not a believer, has said he never felt any sort of presence ever in his life until we moved in together. Oy. Right before starting my senior year of college, I took a final vacation to Los Angeles, where I live now, to visit some old friends before the school year started. I was staying with a friend who was living in a place with, let's just say, not the best energy. So while I was on this trip, I started to get extremely sick. High fever, super weak, I could barely eat. It's like you right now. Just withering away. <laughs> It felt as though the life was being sucked out of me, if you can believe it. I didn't think much of it because I am the most dramatic, pathetic, sick person you will ever meet. Know your truth. I'm the same way when I'm sick. I just want to be babied. Uh, Since all the things we had planned on this visit were canceled, my other friend, let's call her Shay, decided to have a sleepover with me. We watched Netflix and gossiped, and eventually I passed out. Now the room we were sleeping in had a closet with mirrored doors. They were on my side of the bed. In the middle of the night, Shay woke up, and when she flipped over, in the mirror, she saw a woman in a long white gown standing over me, doing something with her hands. She was Shay was scared, but she assured me that the energy from the woman seemed protective and warm. Fast forward five years, and my parents gifted me with an Ancestry.com DNA test for Christmas. I've always been into history, and... Being from a family that is more ethnically mixed than we appear, I was curious to see what percentages of things would come back for me. I took the test immediately and waited for whatever, for what felt like forever for the results. Turns out, finding out I have Eastern European DNA wasn't going to be the most shocking revelation of the experience. Ancestry compares your DNA with that of other people who have sent theirs in and can link you up to people you are related to all around the world. So buckle up, here we go. I hadn't really talked to anyone I was connected with until I got a message from a distant cousin, we can call him Kay, all the way in Australia. The craziest part, or so I thought at the time, was that we are completely different races but still have a lot of the same features. I'm mostly black and he is mostly Scandinavian. We were able to figure out that our relation comes from our Scottish and Irish ancestors, mine on my mother's side and his on his dad's side. While we were chatting back and forth about family history and such, we naturally began to talk about our shared interest in astrology. We are the inverse of each other's sun and moon signs, and of course, ghosts. While trading (laughs) stories, we began to realize that we have experienced a lot of the same things, from imaginary friends as children to shared images and nightmares. During one of our conversations, Kay told me that his roommate sometimes sees a woman in white standing over him, but Kay himself never sees her. Oh my gosh. His roommate says she is tall with long, blonde, intricately braided hair and a very long white nightgown that seems it is like from a very, very long time ago. Of course, as soon as I hear this, I light up and I tell him about the woman my friend saw above me. 
only I didn't know what she looked like, only that she wore a long white dress. No matter though, I texted my friend Shay. I didn't want to lead her to give me a specific response, so I simply texted her, hey girl, remember that ghost you saw over me a few years ago? Can you describe it to me? Finally, she responds, oh yeah, she was tall in a long white super old looking nightgown and she had extremely long hair braided in different patterns my jaw hit the floor whoa i have full body chills what do you think could this possibly be an ancestor who's watching over the both of us or something else love the podcast and after listening to an encounters episode where you mentioned wanting some alien stories i think i'll have to send another email in because my older brother was a pilot or my older brother is a pilot, and he told me a story once that is unbelievably strange. Stay spooky, Shelby. Okay, number one, the next email I'm going to read is about aliens. So (laughs) look at us. We did it again. We're tying it all together. (laughs) Tying everything together. And second, like, my mind is just blown. They're across the globe from each other. And they didn't even know they were related. Right. And yet, I think I definitely think it's a relative. I 100% think it's a relative. But then it's like, dang, how many people is she going to go visit? Right. How many descendants does she have to go tend to? Yeah. And also like how, I mean, this is just, I mean, it it makes me spiral onto so many thoughts and questions. But like when you pass away, do you just have a knowledge of like where and who all your relatives, your future relatives are. And like when someone gets is born that is distantly related to you, do you know? It's I just feel like those they're clearly very, very distant relatives, you know? Yeah. And it goes not uh I don't want to bring reincarnation into it, but like I believe in reincarnation. Me so too. it just makes me think so that's her family until she re-enters the world again if she does Mm -hmm. as a living human so then when she dies in her new body does she remember like the million ancestors she now has between all of her lives or is it just based on the one you just lived i I don't know or i mean there's just so many questions are these like traveling souls that maybe in this current life they aren't all three related but they, Shelby and Kay, were both related to this woman in a past life and they're traveling souls. So she knows where they are now because she hasn't yet moved on. It's, I mean, there's just a million possibilities and it's so it's, complicated, but th- there's so no way that's a coincidence, right? Like the fact that distant right. cousins across the world from each other have the same kind of protective ghost, like watching them and protecting them protecting them at night and the other i want to know what she was doing with her hands because they shelby or whatever the girl's name is said that there was like movement with the hands over her body what's she doing i don't know i mean i interpreted it as maybe like she had been tucking her in and then like her friend saw her kind of finishing or i don't know oh maybe some healing powers since she was sick I like that. Oh, I just had another thought. What if it's not even like a distant relative, but there's like they share. How do I say this? This is going really like intense, but like. Like your guardian angel. Your, yeah. Like caregiver. And there are certain guardian spirits. angels that like all have like they have their own way of appearing. And that's just the way that they their guardian angel shows. I don't right. know. Or like their spirit guide or whatever you want to oh, call man, it. Man, I don't know. Maybe they have the same. 
So crazy. Oh my gosh, that's wild. I don't even know what to make of that. I have so many questions. Me too. All right, should I go into the UFO story? Um, Please. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, ladies. It's Lola Bob. (laughs) Oh, hi, Lola Bob. For those that don't remember, when we did an ad for Lola, Bob was confused about what the ad was, and he almost drove off the road, (laughs) which we're glad he's okay, but we also thoroughly enjoyed that email. Yeah, it was hilarious. Okay. Hi, ladies. It's Lola Bob. I believe I told you in an earlier letter that I've had a number of unusual incidents occur in my life, waking up with long scratches down my arm, voices calling out my name in my house, and what I believe to be a visitation from a spiritual being in my garage, which he shared that one earlier, but that's not the one I'm reading. (laughs) One event preceded all the others I've described, one that, quote, flipped a switch for me in a manner of speaking. It was an encounter with a UFO when I was 16 years old. You had mentioned UFO incidents in a show recently, so here is mine. I'm so excited. (laughs) It was 1970. As I said, I was 16 years old. I'm smiling this whole time because I just love UFO stories. Me too. (laughs) I'm grinning too. (laughs) We're both grinning. Because I just don't know what to expect and... We we don't get UFO stories that often. We don't cover them that much. And they're a real treat in all the ghost stories. Real treat. If you have them, send them in because we'll for Please. sure do an alien episode down the road. Yeah. I was okay. spending a week at a camp retreat sponsored by our church. This occurred in the northeast section of Pennsylvania. The day it happened was a Wednesday. I love how he remembers all of this. These, like they're so this, specific. Yeah. Right. Because it just burned into his mind. You don't forget when an alien visits you. The day an alien visits me, I am going to probably tattoo it on my body. Maybe it's tomorrow. You better like that date. What if it's (gasps) Friday the 13th? Oh, that would be great. That'd be an unlucky tattoo, though. But you'd get it in remembrance of your alien encounter. Yeah. And then it would also be ironic, which is like a fun tattoo to get. Isn't it ironic? (sighs) Alias. I love her. The day it happened was a Wednesday. I know this because that was the day we were going on a hike to a more remote section of the property where the church had built two fairly large teepees, one for the girls and one for the boys. Church camp. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) It was late afternoon when we got to the campsite. While the others started getting a meal ready, a camp counselor took three of us out to chop wood for an evening bonfire. Even though this was, quote, the woods, it was surrounded by farmland. We were at the very edge of the woods, which opened up to a large plowed field. We had just started cutting wood when a brilliant flashing light caught our eyes. And there it was. Oh, my gosh. I hunted when I was a kid, and I know my distances. What we saw was just about one football field away, so about 120 yards. It was up a small rise right above the patch of trees that the farmers often leave in plowed fields. It was tubular, about 30 feet long and 8 to 10 feet in diameter. Oh, my gosh. It was absolutely silent. As a matter of fact, the entire woods was deathly still. Oh, my God. It pulsated with an incredible bright light from within. It was maybe 50 feet up over the treetops. I had no idea how long the four of us stood there in open amazement at what we were seeing. And there's more. my God. 
After a period of time, the craft lifted about 150 to 200 feet straight up, still completely silent. Then a second craft, identical to the first one, came up over the rise from the other side of the hill and joined it. The two crafts were horizontal at this point. Oh, as one, the two of them tilted to about 45 degree angle, and then they shot up into the sky from a dead stop, disappearing from view in less than a second. No. All completely silent. Way. We all slept in one TP that night. We were terrified. <laughs> to, they, to say this had a profound effect on me is an understatement. When you see something that defies everything you think you know about the world, you either reject it or you let it open your mind to the fact that there are things out there beyond our wildest imagination. Being there and seeing that flipped a switch, as I said, and things have never been the same for me since. Keep up the good work, ladies. You're one of the best podcasts out there. Sincerely, uh-huh. Bob, a.k.a. Lola Bob. Oh, my gosh. Okay, the whole silent thing reminded me of what were the woods that you covered when we did? Oh, the it's like Hoabachu oh, Forest yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like, like that. Just the way that like time seem- and like the whole forest seemed to be silent in moments. Yes. It reminded me of that. It's so freaky. Why can they manipulate what's around? Or do you think that the forest was silent because animals, similar to how animals know when bad weather is coming and to take shelter, they know when to run from the aliens. And so maybe it was silent because all Mm. of the animals had left the area. But I feel like the way that he described it meant like it sounded like the wind stopped too. And like the – True. wind makes trees make noises and it makes like the grass blow and like there there's sound in the world outside of you know outside of the typical animals crunching on grass and whatnot but it sounded like everything was still i'm just i mean i don't know what i would do if i were in his shoes the four of them stood there in amazement because what else are you going to do you're seeing this spaceship basically that you're told is only in stories and crazy people talk about but you're witnessing it and then also he's standing in the middle of a field like that's a good place for them to abduct you that'd be a little scary kind of i mean i'm glad he didn't get abducted but i kind of wish he had been and then he came back and told us the story (laughs) and told us but it's crazy that he was with three other people like, it, he wasn't alone. He saw yeah. it with multiple people. Oh, well, that happens. There are a lot of times where people are – I feel like that's one of the things. It's Oftentimes, we get excited by ghost stories where multiple people see the same thing because it's less frequent. But right. with alien stories and alien encounters, oftentimes, it's a lot of people, different yeah. groups of people and people that aren't even standing together. It's like – one person's on one side of town right. and the other person's on the other side and they're seeing the same thing. It's just so crazy. Aliens are real, folks. Aliens are real. And they're coming for us. And I welcome them with open arms. They're going to feed you tofu. Tofu feast. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never come back. They'll feed you tofu and send you to Mars. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I think aliens are one of the coolest things in the world. It's so cool because, I mean, no one – who can say that there aren't aliens? Who can say that? A lot of people do. Yeah, but they're that's because they're scared. <laughs> that's true. People usually deny things when they're scared of them. Yes. Like, <laughs> I deny spiders. Spiders don't actually exist. 
<laughs> spiders are a figment of our imagination. God, I wish. I hate them so much. I hate them too, but it's kind of like a love hate. It's like I hate them and I don't want them near me and I'm terrified of them. But I understand that they're just these scared little animals and that they eat the bugs that we don't like. So they're kind of helpful, but also it's like just don't camp up like near me. Okay, bud? Yeah, I don't see any plus side of them existing. I get There's it. There's a spider in my hair the other day and I almost <gasps> shaved my head. Oh my God, I'm like, oh, that makes me cringe. I had to be so calm. You'd actually be very proud of me. I looked down, saw something fall. I don't know how it got into my this hair. This is like panic inducing for me. <laughs> yeah, but I looked down and it's crawling up my hair and thank God it was didn't fall to the back of my head. It was like in the front. So like the hair that was in front of my chest and it's oh just God. crawling up and I just very calmly grabbed a napkin that was nearby and just squished it in my hair and pulled it out. And I don't think anyone that was near me even knew what happened because I just, it was kind of like in the moment when something bad is happening, you just have to jump to action. You just have to take care of business. And I killed that spider that was trying to eat my brain. This is why you're a fighter, Corinne. I straight up... <laughs> I will. I saw a spider once in the shower, and I full on jumped out. But there was no. We had didn't have the bath mug there, so I just full on ate shit on the ground. <gasps> Ow! You could have really hurt yourself. In my mind, spiders can do more damage, but I know that's like it's just not logical. But I just it's such a real fear. Sometimes, sometimes they can though, because in college, at the house that I lived in, junior senior year, there was a massive like this big, basically. The size of like a ping pong ball, but like not including its legs. That was like its body. Oh and it was in my, my room and I saw it and I contacted everyone I knew to come help me. Girls and guys was like, someone needs to come help me. I'm paralyzed in my room. I can't move. And eventually I got the balls to go get the Swiffer and I hit it down, and then I go to smash it on the ground. And Sabrina, it jumps onto the Swiffer and starts running up the handle at me. <laughs> Holy crap. No way. <laughs> no. Fucking way. And the story that, ends with me running out of my room, and I never saw it again. So I don't know where it went. That is nightmare-inducing. It was horrible. Horrible. Even though I, like, I know like, it was just trying to fight for its life like I was trying to fight for my life. I constantly have dreams, like nightmares of spiders. Which Did actually, you see arachnophobia. Did you ever watch that as a kid? Uh, no. That movie? I think. Ugh, oh my God. I feel like things are crawling on me now. I'm about yeah. to vomit. You're going to vomit? <laughs> my holes are closing. My gag reflex is going. Ooh, your holes are closing. I can closing. like feel my ears tightening. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like cringing. Okay, let's talk. Let's stop talking about spiders. Let's talk about one last ghost story. One last ghost story. Okay. Okay. So this is titled, Is My Ghost Afraid of the Dark? And this is from Danielle. Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. This story happened this morning, but I'll give you a bit of backstory, I guess. To make a very long backstory short, I have a ghost that follows me around. I've never actually seen this one, but there are lots of things that happen to me that I'm sure could only be from a ghost, like snow globes that sit on top of on the top shelf of my bookshelf going off in the middle of the night, stuff falling off walls. That only happened my freshman year when I had a roommate. I don't think it liked her very much. Lights flickering and the sound of someone walking down the hall when, when no one is there. 
Also, the last couple of weeks, I felt very on edge, like something was going to happen. I wrote it off as paranoia from binge listening to your podcast, and that's why we drink cults, haunted places. As you can probably tell, I like spooky things. <laughs> you are in the right place. So now I can get into the story. Last night, I was going to watch a horror movie, but I was still very on edge and decided not to so that I could get some sleep. While I was drying my hair, the air from the blow dryer blew some papers onto the floor, and it scared me so bad that I knew it wasn't the time for a horror movie. It happens every time I dry my hair, and yet it still scares me. I watched some YouTube videos, and around one, I decided it was time to go go to bed, so I made sure my bedroom and bathroom doors were locked. I have a Jack and Jill-style bathroom that I share with a sweet mate that I always lock before bed. I brushed my teeth, and I got into bed. I sent a couple of friends a snap of my lamp turned on saying something about how turning it off at night takes no time, but how I hate doing it, usually because I'm too comfy and I don't want to have to move. As soon as I sent the snap, I turned my lamp off, sent another of the another snap of it turned off, and scrolled through Twitter for a little bit before putting on my sleeping mask and going to sleep. I was asleep for about an hour. It was like 2.30. Thank God it wasn't 3 or I literally would have died. Yes. <laughs> When I had a dream, that scared me really badly, but all I can remember about the dream is that there was screaming, and I woke up. In my half-asleep state, I felt like something was wrong, and I took my sleeping mask off to check my phone and see if anything was happening. When I took my mask off, I realized that my lamp had been turned back on while I was sleeping. I took a picture and sent it to my friends, and reached up to turn the knob thing and just barely touched it, and it turned back off. To turn this lamp on or off, you have to turn the knob until it clicks twice, so just touching it shouldn't turn it off. I went back to sleep, and when I woke up, tried for like 20 minutes to get the knob to stop in the same position. It was when I woke up at 2.30 and couldn't get it there, so there's no way I could have done that in my sleep. And like I said, the doors to my room were both locked, so so I'm absolutely sure it was my ghost. I love the podcast. See you on the other side. Danielle. Well, it sounds like she has a friendly ghost that is just looking out for her and like knows that she is nervous without the lights on. I think it's a sweet ghost. I think so, too, especially if she just that night had like maybe it was looking over her shoulder at the Snapchats or whatever. Like she she made it clear that she didn't like the lights off. And so the ghost was like, oh, no, the light must have accidentally turned off. Let me turn it on for her. Yeah. Everyone needs a friendly ghost like that. But then there's proof that just because the lights are on doesn't mean that ghosts are not there. Nothing's present. Yeah. I also hate that we're recording at night. We always record in the morning now and I'm like scared again. And I also, so for some reason, there are people still in my office at night this time. And so I decided to close my blinds just so that um, I didn't get distracted by people walking past my office. But then... I got spooked because I was like, shit, that I'm so alone in my office and no one will be able to help me if something happens to me. So I cracked so them a tiny in. bit, but then now I get spooked every time someone walks by. I There's hate no, that. no happy medium. This is also like the first five weeks that we recorded because once again, forgot to close my closet. <gasps> Crin, you would think me. that after almost a year of this podcasting thing, you would learn to close your closet. Well, here's the thing. I did close my closet, but I it, it's one of those like folding door closets. Mm. So one side was closed and then I pushed the other side closed and like walked over to start recording. And only once we started recording did I realize that when I pushed the other side closed, it kind of popped that one side out a bit. Oh. So technically it's closed, but there's like an inch long crack. crack of Which is kind of the worst. The 
oh my god i can't i'm like oh, i can't face it i can't face it you i just a, have to stay here forever you need a ghost who instead of turning lights on for you closes your closet door for you what tv shows are nice that i should watch tonight now that i'm scared um, yesterday i watched i had no idea what to watch and i just wanted like a little kid movie <laughs> and so i watched peewee herman something no, or other that's one of amazing. his movies <laughs> oh have you well this isn't a happy feel go um good feeling show but have you started watching sharp objects on hbo no i was actually gonna ask you about that but i was i wanted to watch it first because there's only a few episodes out right now right there's, there's only like three, three or four yeah yeah no i've i mean i saw that it was there and i was like holy crap i need yeah. to watch that have you read the book no i haven't i've only watched I mean, I've only um, read, what is it? Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, Sharp Objects is a show on HBO, and it's based on the book written by Gillian Flynn. The show is really good, and I, I actually read the book in like three days because it, it was like, I couldn't put it down. It's right up our alley. I love dark shit. Catch us in Hot Topic. Oh my gosh. I used to, when I was young, I used to go into Hot Topic just to look at the, like, 18-plus section. You know, <laughs> stuff that, like, definitely wasn't for 12-year-olds to be looking at. Definitely not appropriate. Definitely yeah, not. That was a fun store to go into. I always felt cool going in there. And not the, like, constipated, overweight, out-of-style way, but, like, <laughs> the cool, cool way. Whatever. You know, like, Whatever. now it's cool to be constipated and overweight and out-of-style. It's hipster, the new hipster Here's, style. Yeah, everyone has a category now, and everyone's <laughs> just as great as the other. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you guys have ghost stories or alien stories or creature and anything weird and out of this world kind of stories, email them to us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And to just to reiterate something that Sabrina said in a past episode, just if you have anything you want to, tell us just send it you don't have to ask mm -hmm. if you should follow up and send it we want to hear it no matter what yeah so email it to us please and thank you we also have social media we have twitter we have instagram we have facebook uh the mm -hmm. group um is a private facebook group so anything you post will not show up on your news feed to anyone that's not a member of that group so you don't have yeah. to worry about sharing your ghost stories on the page and all of your Facebook friends being able to see exactly. it. Exactly. It's a safe space. Yes. It's also moderated by Crystal and also the both of us. Yes. So hop on there and start posting away. Uh, you do have to answer two questions to be admitted just to make sure you're not a robot. Yeah. Or who knows what you're looking for with our title. Yes. Um, we have Patreon and if you want to donate and help our podcast grow, you can go to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash two girls, one ghost podcast. And um, we have all kinds of fun bonuses. We're going to start posting videos on our Patreon page just for our patrons. We are going to, yeah, it's just a fun space that you guys can get extra content and um, discounts on merch, et cetera. Uh, I think that's it. Do oh, iTunes. Oh. Why are we so bad at this? It's so hard to wrap up a podcast. It's horrible. We do the same thing every time and we still can't do it. <sighs> iTunes, rate and review us, please. Thank you. 
thank you. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. Tell your teacher. Tell your school bus driver. Yeah, tell your ghosts. Tell your alien friends. Tell, uh... Tell your pets. Tell everyone. Tell your parrot. The parrot might tell people walking in the door. You Write know? it on a piece of paper and tape it to your mailbox. I don't know. Tell your post. Message in a bottle. Yeah. Send it oh off my to God. sea. That is brilliant. I'm going to start doing that. I'm just going to start putting pic- stickers and little notes <laughs> in, me- in bottles and sending them down streams of water. Do it. You might get some new listeners. Yes. Everyone, do it. The colony that lives at the bottom of the ocean will start listening. That's another place I want to go. All right. Sam, thanks for coming. Thanks Phantoms. for showing up and listening and supporting Spooky Tales. Yeah. We will see you, see you on the other side. side.